All right, guys, welcome back to the It's Telehealth podcast. Once again, I am your host, Keenan Hart, Chief Innovation Officer and President of Integrated Telehealth Solutions. And I am once again joined by my trusty co-host, Andre Simmons. Andre, how you doing, man? I'm good. How are you, man? I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Um, what a great day it's really to be hot. conversing. It's really hot. Yeah. I, I don't how know hot is hot? Uh, I think we were at a, a hundred about about noon, little afternoon. So probably we probably got about the 102, 103, which is for San Fernando Valley is pretty hot. Oh man, I couldn't even imagine. I uh, the hottest temperature that we've seen here in Hawaii since I've been here has been like eighty six degrees. Oh, uh, beautiful. And that's a little bit of a different heat because it's kind of humid. But I do not miss any of the days where everybody on the West Coast seems to be touching like 126. In Washington a couple of days ago or weeks ago, it was like 109, Insane. something crazy. Yeah. Global warming is here, man. Yeah. That's Absolutely. Another, that's another topic. That's another topic. So I <laughs> wanted to conversate today a little bit about something that's happening in the world right now that seems to have the global stage, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I've been watching a lot of the Olympics watching the different countries take pride in all of the different athletes that they have out there. And, um, you know, the athleticism in itself is an amazing show, but it seems like this year there's been a hot topic issue that's kind of been raised over the last couple of days. And that is mental health, right? I mean, our last episode was about mental health and now we're seeing it full fold um, from an amazing athlete like Simone Biles. Have you been watching that? I have. And I've, I've kind of been watching it unfold on Twitter and, and, you know, other platforms. And um, that's an interesting, it's an interesting topic uh, because, well, it's, there's, there's layers to it, right? Because like there are some people that are um, making it an issue of patriotism or making it an issue of, of giving up on country. And, and, and so there's, and then also giving up on your team or, or not being the goat that you say you are, or, or that the world says you are because you've had this moment, Right. Yeah. And, um, I guess the question is um, I, for others, not for me, because I, I kind of have a stance on it. So we'll, we'll talk about that. But um, does that make you less great? Is that, is I that- mean, that's that's the I think about the first thing I thought about was the Mamba mentality. Right. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. many people talked about that over the last couple of years as Kobe has died and his ferociousness and mental strength to get through things. But I think we need to recognize that. Just because you are a top tier athlete and your body is in the best shape ever, that does not correlate to what's happening in your mind. And I think we're seeing a perfect example of that because I do consider Simone Biles one of the best athletes, the GOAT when it comes to putting, you know, our generation, the recent generation of gymnastics, especially in the United States on the map. And I think it's very funny to me that people have the audacity to attack her today and yesterday when they support her blindly in the past. You know what I mean? Sure. Well, and then you, and then you have a a lot of um, the critics that weren't necessarily following gymnastics that closely. And it becomes this, this issue of like, um, again, like you say, blindly, it it just becomes this blind critique of someone that you haven't really even followed uh, to, to understand their story and understand where they come from and what what has got them to this this the pinnacle of their career um, and there's a lot at play there and I think that people are taking too much of it for granted well my biggest thing is I think about and this is kind of me getting emotional right it's like how can you talk on this woman when she has put more effort 
into the sport of gymnastics than everybody who's commenting on her ability to be a patriot has put into life in general. In row, yeah. You know what I mean? Like think yeah. about how many hours this girl has spent upside down, flipping, tucking, running, dipping, flipping again, landing on her feet, spraining ankles, everything for the country, for the sport of gymnastics. And yeah. now you've got people who are coming out of the woodwork trying to talk, you know, just horrible things on her for not performing at the highest level. That's a lot of stress. That is. And, I, and I'm not a, I'm not a, um, I'm not an expert at gymnastics. What I do from my understanding um, is that she she performed a, a flip, if you will, and it was supposed to be a two and a half uh, revolution and right. it ended up being one and a half and she got disoriented in the air. Okay. And I think that yeah. for me, I, I mean, I've never done anything, anything close to that, <laughs> but if I get disoriented while I'm in the air and kind of lose myself in the air, um, that would definitely do something to me mentally. And, and I think that um, m- making a decision of saying, hey, I'm, I may not be at 100 percent and it could cost me, you know, uh, it cost me injury or life, then I, I would have to back out. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, let's think about, you know, if you're a top tier athlete like she is and you come to a position where you don't trust yourself. And that's something I saw her say on TV when they were kind of like lip reading while it was happening. Mm. And she was talking to one of her coaches and she's standing there and she's like, yeah, I just don't trust myself. And how many times has she been in the air? Cause I mean, it's not like a mental process. It's more like muscle memory, yeah. right? Yeah. She knows how to flip. She knows how to tuck. She knows how to land. She knows how to do two and a half rotations in the air. And then she knows how to trust her body in that process. So if you don't trust yourself in those moments, it's very difficult to commit to doing Mm. the things that she's doing. And it's an incredibly dangerous sport, man. You know, I think not enough people really think about how dangerous it is to run at full speed, jump off of a pole vault or a vault, and then do a double flip in the air and land on the ground safely. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then um, there was a lot of discussion about uh, 1996 Olympics, Carrie Strug, I believe that's how you pronounce her name. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think her ankle was. Bro- I remember watching these Olympics, by the way, and I, I think her ankle was broken. Gosh! And she, and she uh, performed a vault to win the gold on that ankle, and so people are, are comparing that and saying, "Well, if she did it, then Simone Biles should be able to do that." But that's mm-hmm. not. That doesn't mean because she did it doesn't mean it. It was okay, right? You, you get what I mean? Like there's a lot of pressure. A lot of external pressure, and I and I imagine that at 14 years old, if you had the opportunity to say no, you would have. Right. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So I, I, there's just a lot. There's a lot of external pressure when it comes to um, the Olympic Games and 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 especially those individual sports. I mean, let's talk about the fact that she, as a leader, which was something that was incredibly impressive to me was there full face with a smile on, cheering her teammates on, pressing them to be better and had the self-awareness to pull herself out of the team competition because she knows that it's not just her and three of her teammates, but they also had a fifth sub who actually stepped in and performed at top tier in the world, ready to go off the bench. I mean, that's incredibly impressive. It is. Um, And then I, I, I also think about how this relates to just normal everyday life. I mean, because we're all trying to be the best versions of ourselves that we can be. 
Um, and at time, there there are days when we just don't have it, or there are days when we're like, I'm not feeling a hundred percent, and I need to take this day to, and and that's frowned upon too. I mean, imagine you know in the workplace. I mean, we're we're fortunate enough that um, we're able to somewhat you know work remotely and 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 work freelance and and put together these thing, these these opportunities where we're not um, bound to a clock per se. Right. Um, everybody's not that fortunate. And so if somebody has a bad mental health day, they have to still go in and still have to try to perform. And that's right. And, and under the pressure of, you know, the boss, a supervisor, a business owner, et cetera. And I mean, that's I mean, that's something that we have to look at moving forward. I mean, we talked about mental health um, in our past episode. And I think I think those are discounted. Those are external pressures are discounted for sure. Absolutely. I mean, I couldn't imagine what it would be like to stand on the global stage, be in a situation that is as precarious as the 2021, 2020 Olympics are, right? Japan, mm-hmm. no fans, no family support. You're out there by yourself and now you're having a tough mental day. You know what I mean? Like that pressure seems to be insurmountable. That's just the weight of the world literally on your shoulders. Well, and the expectation, the expectation is that you're not allowed you're mm-hmm. not allowed that bad mental day. Right. That, that's, I mean, for lack of a better term, that's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> that, is, that is crazy. I mean, the, you're not allowed, just, you know? the audacity of the people, that was just something that I just continue to think about in my mind. It's like, you know, once again, this girl's put in so much time to the sport. She's put on so much effort, so many days where she hasn't felt it. And then she gets to the highest stage and has the self-awareness to be able to pull herself out of that situation. I mean, that's just, uh, it just, once again, it just proves that you can be a top tier athlete. Your body can be the best in the world, but if you're not taking care of your mental, you know, you don't have the full package. And sometimes that full package doesn't give you the opportunity to really perform at the highest level. Yeah. Um, it's just something that we're going to continue to see. I mean, there was another athlete who was there and it reminds me of your story from the 86 Olympics. There was a Russian, um, gymnast last night that I was watching and he actually, I want to say ruptured or tore his Achilles tendon three months ago was unable to walk three weeks ago and was doing all of the full independent floor exercises, running, sprinting, full speed, landing on his right leg only. So this guy, you know, was dealing with tremendous pressure as well. And I think about the pressure in those situations and the ideal that you have to live up to is so daunting. And it makes me think if we're making, you know, short-term sacrifices to perform in the moment rather than taking care of ourselves as a whole. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I I think to like, um, you think of, I remember when Michael Jordan retired um, mm-hmm. and then came back, right? And I'm thinking like, um, that had to be, that moment for him was set, was a similar moment. It's like, I'm, I mean, you, you have a guy who's at the top of his game. He's, at that time, he was considered by all best in the world ever. I mean, now it's arguably, but, but whatever, you know what I mean? Like, but to quit at that, I mean, not, not quit, but to retire at that time of your career, um, there had to be a lot going on for that, for, for you to, you know, to walk away from the game in that way. It's not if he wanted to play baseball. That, that's, that's, I mean, that's crazy. Let's like, be real. Yeah. 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 There, there was something else going on. I mean, there was a lot, I know, you know, the situation with his father and there were other things that were going on at the time. Um, that he needed to walk away and and maybe reset. 
Like we don't we don't know because we're not you know as the public, especially in that time, because there was no social media and the internet wasn't as you know as as uh, as present as it is now. Um, we don't know what was going on, you know, that that made him walk away from the game. Absolutely. I mean, and I think of you know being able to have that self awareness to walk away at that point takes an incredible amount of fortitude. And I think we saw him returning really prove the fact that he wasn't done with the game and mm. then he was able to come back and win those championships. So it's like, I wonder going back to the Simone Biles conversation, right. I wonder what types of stresses she's been under over the last year and some change, right. Trying to deal with the pressures of being the face of us women's gymnastics. And you, you literally, you know, when you're on a Wheaties box, there's a tremendous amount of pressure that comes with that situation. And so I wonder if she's going to be able to appropriately have the conversation after the Olympics are done and really shed some light on the fact that, you know, once again, top tier athlete mentally wasn't all there and chose to, for the betterment of her team and for her individually was going to pull herself out of some of those events. You know, I'm excited to see really what she does with this platform um, over the next couple of months here. Yeah, it's definitely an opportunity for her. I, I'm, I, it would be interesting to see how that unfolds. Um, and, and how much of America allows her to have that dialogue because it's important. It's very important Absolutely. For, for others. Um, I know that, I mean, you got to think about this, like, but this in perspective is that, you know, the, obviously the Olympics were supposed to be last summer mm-hmm. as of the pandemic. Um, obviously they were postponed. And so now you have a, I mean, there's a, I mean, they're training at a high, high level and, and to have to go back into training at that level for another additional year um, while you're dealing with what everyone else is dealing with, with the pandemic. Um, it, I mean, that's a daunting task, man. It's, it's, it's tough. Absolutely. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's like the delayed gratification for at least being able to play in the games and them not canceling them in total is amazing. Mm-hmm. But nobody thinks about the ongoing stresses of the ramp up ready, 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 ready. Now the world shuts down and it's like, okay, what are we going to do? Well, you have to continue to keep training. Unfortunately, Simone and her teammates didn't have the option of picking up the COVID-15 or COVID-30 like the rest of us did. You know, that was a completely different situation. And so, I mean, we'll see what happens. I think, you know, the United States in itself has always been very patriotic, but I don't think that's the appropriate argument for this situation especially with the last year and recognizing where all the mental health issues are coming from in the day-to-day life. But now we're seeing one of our prized athletes have to deal with those things as well. It's just a, it really shines a spotlight on that conversation. It's a conversation that really needs to be had. Yeah. I mean, I think too, there's, um, you know, I'm not sure what age Simone Biles started in gymnastics, but I do know that um, there was some sexual abuse issues early on yep. in, in her career, there was, um, and then just, just the matter of, of training year in and year out for, you know, X number of years, I mean, that can, that can wear on you. And, and, and a lot of times what happens is that you're so busy and so, um, and so invested in what you're doing, you've, ne- you've never dealt with any of the issues that you have. And, and, and eventually you break. Absolutely. I mean, that's a, that's a key point. I mean, I heard, and this could be wrong, but I'll just preface that, but Simone, her family sacrificed so much in order for her to be a gymnastic, be a gymnast in the first place. I mean, there was, what I heard was she was actually in her family were actually living out of their car 
while her parents were taking all their extra cash and putting it towards her, the ability to actually participate in gymnastics. And so, you know, there's a lot of pressure that goes into providing for your family at the age of 24, being in the Olympics four years ago. You know what I mean? Like this is an ongoing evolution of all the things that she has to deal with. And I hope she has the platform and the space after all of this is done to be able to somewhat digest all of it. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think when you're in the public eye um, and you're, you're somewhat, obviously when you're a, an athlete of that caliber, you are somewhat of a celebrity. Um, it kind of, it's kind of par for the course, right? Like the, some of the, the critiques are, they come with the, the bad comes with the good or good, with the bad or whatever, however they say it. And um, I get that. Um, I just wish that we had a little more empathy um, mm-hmm. in, in terms of like, let's, let's, uh, let's sort it all out first before we jump to a conclusion. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, I think about what do you picture when you think of the people who are reaching out, being nasty to her on Twitter, you know, like what is the person that you visualize in that situation? Who is the person who has the, the wherewithal or the, you know, the self hurt where they feel like it's necessary to reach out at Simone and say, you're not being patriotic as they sit on their couch. I don't know what they are, but I know what they are not. <laughs> they do not have a gymnast body. that's so true that's the first point to make sure yeah i I just i i can't see someone who has sacrificed that much or you know an equivalent of that much making that kind of comment they would you would 100 percent get it you would get it absolutely absolutely and it's not even her but um recently i just watched a netflix series i believe it was on um naomi osaka have you Uh seen that yet yep yep i haven't seen i haven't seen the uh special but i do do know the the back back backstory yeah i mean it was it was very interesting even to watch that to look at her and look at her astronomical rise over the last couple years i mean this girl just set a record for the amount of income from an individual i think she made like 60 million bucks last year Right. And watching her go from her day to day through her process was very enlightening to me because it wasn't all I'm making 60 million bucks. I'm a young 20 something athlete and I can do whatever I want. It seemed like she was like, you know, I spend a lot of time alone Mm. and I'm here by myself. And I teach, I look at work as being a clock in process Mm. and a clock out process. And I clock out when I'm in work because it gives me just the ability to zone out. You know what I mean? And so it speaks to the fact that if you're going to be a high level athlete or a high level performer, I guess, in any space, there's going to be a tremendous amount of sacrifice that has to go into that. And I think we have to be able to compensate that, or at least factor those things in when we start talking about the mental health, the way that these people present themselves to the world, because very much like Naomi, um, she's choosing really to kind of withdraw herself from the press because she doesn't involve or she doesn't like that process. The amount of attention for her is overwhelming. And it just kind of speaks hand in hand in comparison with kind of where Naomi or where Naomi's at, but also where Simone is, I'm sure. And so many other athletes who are just kind of suffering in the dark as well. Yeah. I mean, and both you and I were both high school, some college athletes, right? So, so Mm -hmm. we understand, we understand there's a level of like, of, um, tunnel vision, right? There's a level of like, you're, you're, you're playing with blinders on and you have to, because in order to compete at a high level, you have to block a lot of things out. And 
the understanding of how of year what years and years of blocking everything out can do to you you know and and then you and then you ascend to this height where you have to be on your best behavior at all times you have to you're representing not only yourself but your family and your co- your country or your team or and and so those amounts of pressure are are tough because you not only do you have the pressure you have to pretend that it's not there that's right that's yeah, right. I was watching just off subject a little bit. I watched the documentary. I don't know if you know who Billie Eilish is. She's a oh a, yeah yeah so a, a pop singer. So uh, her documentary. Um, there's a scene really quick where she um, they're asking her to do a meet and greet, and she's like kind of just she's she's just having a moment, right? And so the day the next day she's in the car with her mom and her team, and she's just like, I can't have a moment. Like I cannot have a moment. I can't break down in front. Don't put me in situations like that because the moment I'm in a situation like that and I'm not pleasant, the world knows it. And because the story goes back, oh, oh, I met her before and she wasn't a nice person. And that's a lot. That's a lot to deal with, man. Especially when you're 19, 20, you know, early 20s, you're not even, you know. I mean, that's just, that's a vicious circle. I mean, because in today's world, Let's take it back, right? In the early 2000s, right? You're having a tough day. So you feel like you just want to go to Starbucks, get your coffee, grab your coffee, come back home and just kick it, right? You interact with somebody there, you're not having a great day. They didn't have the ability to start live streaming the interaction, right? right? Or tweeting out to the world at Billie Eilish just told me I need to go talk to somebody else because she's not signing autographs today. I mean, it's an interesting perspective because it seems like the world has the ability to almost spiral in momentum over negative things so much more than positive yeah. things. Because nobody ever really thinks about all the times that Billie Eilish, Simone Biles, Naomi Osaka went out of their way to go meet a, a fan, to go talk to somebody, to go above and beyond what their responsibility is. But as soon as you dare have any type of bad attitude towards somebody, oh my gosh. That's not a juicy story. It's not retweetable. It's not retweetable that Naomi Osaka was nice to me. That's yeah. not, that's not, re- you know, who's going to retweet that? <laughs> I mean, and that's kind of, that's kind of the lens in which I've tried to view a lot of this perspective from as well. And I said it in the very beginning of our talk here is how dare people who haven't even put as much effort in their lives as these people have put into performing at a sport. You know what I mean? It's just so interesting to me that we feel the need to reach out, talk slanderous, talk about how somebody's not a patriot because they don't want to continue to do flips and get a 14.336 out of, you know, like that is just absolutely crazy to me. And it makes me think about the people that feel the need or have that energy within themselves to lash out at others for either attention or to get the justification out of themselves that they have the ability to now talk down on someone. That's an interesting mindset that people operate from. Yeah, it's definitely, and especially in in, in the space of, of um, Olympic sports, it's definitely a a, an, a sense of entitlement. Uh, it's it's kind of like you you played this sport or you for our country, mm-hmm. and we kind of own you. We own you. And, yeah, that's that's it's just the reality of it. That's how they. That's how some people feel. Yeah, and. That, you know, and it's like just because I put on this uniform, this red, white, and blue uniform, it doesn't mean that I stop being an individual. Absolutely not. I, I'm representing the country true, 
but I'm still an individual. Absolutely. I mean, and that's just something that's so important to recognize. There's just so many components that go into the entire argument. You know, Um, I wish Simone nothing but the best. You know, I think that she has done an amazing job of preserving herself as being viewed as a true leader. You know, I think there's two sides of the argument. Either she's not patriotic or she's being an amazing leader because she's still there supporting people as she should. You know, the amount of time that she's put in with her teammates, the amount of time that she's put into the sport gives her the justification to be able to make the decision if she wants to or not to perform based on how she feels she's going to be able to preserve her body and preserve her skills for the future. You know, because at the end of the day, my question is, how long is Simone supposed to perform at this high level? You know what I mean? When I think of gymnasts, especially in my mind's eye i think mm-hmm. of kids who are like 17 18 there was a 19 year old from japan who won the men's um gold in i want to say it was the double bar or the bars and he mm-hmm. was the first male gymnast from japan to win gold in i think ever which is amazingly wow. impressive but it's like that is yeah. the peak the pinnacle of when your body is just like perfectly springy you can't yeah. get tired you know what i mean but yeah. it's like Simone's now 24 and how long is she supposed to perform? Do you think she'll be back for the next set of Olympics? Or do you think that this is the end of her time? It's a great question. That's a great question because I, I, I think, I mean, how, so much of the Olympic games is image, right? And, and it just depends on how, and I hate even saying this, but it just depends how much she's able to repair it. It's not even, and that's not even my opinion. My opinion is I, I don't think there's anything wrong with what she has done. Yeah. But I just know that, it, you know, it, it's just there's a there's a consensus that'll be like, oh, she's she's not a leader. She's not patriotic. Let's put somebody else there. Yeah, I mean, but there's some obvious talent that's also on the team. Um, there was another one of her teammates who won gold. I excuse me, but mm-hmm. I don't have her name at the top of my head, and I don't want to say the wrong name. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, it's like we're still winning gold. You know what I mean? And we're still performing at an incredibly high level as a country. So it's like, we need to take a step back, view how the macro of our country is doing in this global competition, and then really give her some props for even being out there, you know, because I couldn't be there. And I know everybody else who's tweeting at her also couldn't be there because right. it's difficult for us to maintain our 24-hour uh, fitness memberships opposed to <laughs> performing at the national stage, you know? I mean, and you made a great point earlier is that like, if she's performed at this high of a level for this long, then she knows whether she's going to be an attribute to her team or not. And if she feels that she's not, then her pulling herself was the best thing for the team. Absolutely. That's right. And I think that's what a real leader does. You know what I'm saying? If you don't have it that day and you can recognize that you need to take yourself in a secondary position to allow your teammates who you also know have been training by you for all of these years, months and time to perform at their highest level, then, you know, that is a selfless act. And my hat goes off to you, Simone Biles, because, you know, you really are a true leader and a real just class act when it comes down to it. Sure. Absolutely. So, I mean, there's just a lot of stuff that's going on right now. I think this is just another perfect example of how we need to recognize that there is a equal component to our physicality that is our mental health. And, you know, it's been an awesome conversation being able to talk about, you know, some of the highest athletes in the world, not just us on a daily basis who go through our ups and downs, as you said, very succinctly, you know, all of us have tough days and putting yourself 
and being empathetic, putting herself in her shoes and recognizing that she has the ability to have an off day too, is something that is incredibly powerful and needs to continue to be recognized. Sure. Absolutely. 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 So, I mean, that's uh, all we got for the show today. Um, Once again, it's been the It's Telehealth podcast. Thank you so much, Andre, for joining me and having this forthcoming conversation about our mental health and how even some of the top athletes in the world don't have it every single day. And guess what? That is okay. For sure. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. uh, Can't thank you enough once again for joining us on another episode of the It's Telehealth podcast. You guys have a great day. Thank you for listening to the It's Telehealth podcast. Stay current by subscribing to It's Telehealth on your favorite podcast platform. 